0: Welcome to the Modern Agile Show, episode 14. I'm here with my friend, David Bland, who is also a neighbor. You live in Pleasanton, I believe. Pleasant Hill, yeah. Pleasant Hill. And uh, it's great to be here with you, David. Um, Lots to talk about, so um, let's get started.
1: Yes, let's. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's so awesome to be here. Fan of just overall what you're doing and also the show, so thanks.
0: Well, um, uh, likewise as well. I, I know you you just had a quote in
1: uh, Eric Reese's book, right? Uh, uh, in the startup way, yes. Yeah, that's it really was, exciting. It was surprising. I, I didn't know I was in there. I was reading through the book and, and it you like, saw your name. This quote looks very familiar, and then I realized it's 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 mine, and it was referenced. So that was that was really cool of him.
0: What what did you what what was he quoting? What did you say?
1: Uh, well, I, I wrote this um, really popular article a couple of years ago on. Uh, what I've learned about Lean Startup. Mm. And I said, uh, essentially, I said, look, you know, when you're, you know, going through an MVP, you need to be optimized for learning, not scaling. Mm. Because you might just throw it away. You're trying to learn. Um, and the essence of that's what it was, there's more to the quote, but that's pretty much the, yeah. Um, and the other part is, you know, you might determine what's minimal, but the customer decides if it's viable uh-huh. and I think that's, oh, I love that. that's okay. tough too, to reconcile sometimes. So
0: the minimum viable product is all about learning and it's more about, um, what your, what's and the customer determines if it's viable or not. That's the learning you're going to
1: get. Yeah. And the customer just determines quality. So I think that's just, uh, it's just hard for us to, to reconcile sometimes that at the, in the end, you know, when we think about our feedback loops. The customer the feedback loop to the customer and back is is really really important and we
0: want to optimize it if we can yes mm-hmm. okay awesome so um i know you've been working with a lot of different companies and, and not just in the software space but also in, a, in companies that are that actually make hardware devices and things right can you tell us more about your uh, some stories or something
1: yeah i've been working uh it's funny a lot of my clients are not software i would not consider software first companies uh, you know, automotive, consumer packaged goods, um, working with uh, paint companies, uh, all kinds of different companies, fashion wow. companies, uh, service companies. And uh, it's really been um, amazing. It's I have so much fun doing it because yeah. you say, okay, these principles really do apply in so many different contexts. And the practices might look a little different, mm-hmm. but the idea of we have to test our value proposition, are we solving a real problem? Uh, is there a fit? I mean... Yeah, it kind of hap- It's not just a software specific yeah.
0: issue. Yeah, absolutely. Fast feedback loops and um, mm-hmm. testing assumptions and validating. All the lean startup ideas actually apply to a lot of things.
1: Yeah. Um, so like probably one of the bigger ones um, that's in Eric's book and also uh, this book, this conference is Toyota. And like so to go into Toyota and, and help uh, help teach them lean is surreal. Um, but also just, you know, being able to say, okay, well, the cycle time on a car is, let's say, seven years. Think how much your phone has changed in seven years, oh. right? So how, how do you build something that when you put it on the market it is usable or provides value or fits into the customer, like the person's life? It's, uh, there's so many interesting challenges when you think about going from lean manufacturing to kind of lean startup, lean product development. It's, uh, yeah, That's just one example, but there are, there are countless.
0: So you're helping them see ways to visualize cycle time for these products and, and reduce it.
1: Yeah. So in the, in the past, um, I've helped them kind of like look at how do we test our ideas really quickly in the market with customers mm-hmm. before we kind of build out and scale it and make oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Know. Excellent. Um, right. So yeah. You can do that with
0: a car, or, or do you mean parts of the car or or.
1: Yeah, I mean, right. it's um, it's really interesting. I feel like that company is shifting into more mobility mm. and not a car company. I see. So when you think of Toyota as a mobility company, yes, 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 then it's it's not just about the cars. It's about getting people from A to B. It's helping them be more mobile in general. Right. So this is a really fascinating trend I see in, in the industry of mm. uh, car companies being more mobility. Yes. If you're a paint company, you're about more color. Mm-hmm. If you're a toothpaste company, you're more about oral hygiene and mouth health. Like You're not just about the thing. You're yes. about... You know, much, much more than that.
0: So modern Agile's principle of experiment and learn rapidly, very applicable, I imagine. Then.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to be able to go out in the market and test and gather evidence and then basically use that evidence to help make a better decision. Right. So right. Um, if mm-hmm. you, the slower you do that, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's just tough to make informed decisions quickly because... If the feedback loop's really, really slow.
0: Right. If you assume that your strategy for mobility is perfect and that turns out, you do a lot of work and it turns out that's not really what the customer wanted, you're kind of in a bad place.
1: Yeah. And so, and that's the same for a startup, right? So if I'm a startup, I raise a bunch of money and I build an app and it's the wrong thing and nobody cared about it and I blew my money, like you can't pivot if you're broke. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're bankrupt, there's no pivoting.
0: No. <laughs> so, you, you, so, you're out man. of business, you, you're broke. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And um, so what about safety? Make safety a prerequisite. Does that, does that apply to your work?
1: It does in that I'm trying to help people. Um, I, I know we have this conversation about failure and failing fast, but I think it's really much more about the learning fast and then taking that learning and moving it into action. Mm. So when you think about um, things like, okay, well, I'm on something new. If I fail, uh, I'll be fired. Or if I pivot, I'm fired. Hmm. Like, you can't have a culture that I – mean, you can't no. set that precedent. So it's not just leadership saying, okay, this, you have permission to do this, but it's also the actions that they follow up on. So hmm. I, I end up you know, doing a lot of leadership coaching with helping leaders lead with questions and um, lead to check their biases at the door when we come in for a funding decision. Wow. But you can't – I mean, you're, yeah. you're never going to be able to make this repeatable process if you fire people because they worked on something that failed. Right. Or – yeah. So safety is super important, I feel.
0: Oh, and get. so you're basically working with the leaders to help them dem- create a culture of safety is what I'm hearing.
1: Yes. So I'm working on, so my mission is sort of to change the way how corporations do innovation. Yeah. So internal funding with a board and making investment decisions kind of like a VC would. Mm. So when you think about that, so you come to me with something and you ran some tests and you say, hey, I, I want uh, I want to pivot this direction. or Uh, Maybe there's nothing there at all, and I say, hey, I I actually don't want to, I don't recommend we go forward with this because there's no fit. You can't Mm -hmm. reprimand that person or you can't have a mark against them, right? There there has to be something else that they can work on or some other thing that's in the hopper, right? Mm -hmm. So I find that it's really important because leaders, if they came in and they force people to go forward and persevere and blindly ignore the data. It's like, why am I experimenting in the first place, yeah. right? Is it safe to experiment?
0: Well, people don't like to fail either. So if you can help them not fail, it's great. But um, but you're saying basically study the data too, so you know, like, are you going in the right direction?
1: Yeah. So, like, it's really interesting to come back to Toyota and the on cord, right? Yeah. So uh, a lot of companies I know, if you pull that cord, you'd be fired, <laughs> right? Or if you pull that cord, your manager comes down and berates you. It doesn't help you problem solve. Why did he stop the line? Yeah. So it was a big epiphany for me when I was at a client and I'm, you know, preaching. It wasn't Toyota. I was preaching, you know, hey, we have an and on cord. We can stop the line. And uh, they said, I'm not stopping the line. I'm not pulling that cord. It's like, whoa, that's a completely new. I mean, I just assumed that that was was something we could do without being fired. But Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's not a a correct assumption.
0: Well, the mentality there, I think, comes down to like sort of uh, revenue pressure like if your thought is that boy these cars have to keep going and you know if, if we stop the line revenue is affected we're going to lose whatever amount of money per hour per minute whatever it is you know and there's tremendous fear around that whereas toyota flipped it and said no in fact quality is so important that you know ultimately pulling that cord is going to lead to more revenue and we're going to have more market dominance but so to me when we take the and uncord and bring it into knowledge work or even innovation work that you're doing. It's, it's the mentality of, is it okay to stop, reflect, improve? Um, will that be a, a positive impact on, on finances or a negative?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, so I was in a meeting with the team. We had, we had ran all these tests in, in uh, the market and generated evidence on this new software product. And I'm, I'm sitting in front of the SVP out here in the Bay Area and we're saying, I'm actually recommending you don't go forward with this because there's nothing there. Like, the platforms don't support what we're trying to do. Maybe if they come around, it'll be good. And I was waiting. There was a tense moment where I was like, okay, let's see how he responds. And he was like, great. I'm glad we didn't invest $20 million in this idea. We're going to work on other things. Wow. And so, how can we get more? You saved him $20 million. So Yeah, so how how can we get more leaders to act in that manner rather than, well, I still think it's a good idea. Build it anyway. Right. And it's like. Right. No, no, don't waste all that money. Like, Give yourself more options to yeah. make yeah. investment That's decisions. true value you're delivering there.
0: I mean, by not spending all that money, you're, foci- you're focused when you come in on how to deliver value, even if that means not wasting money. Yes. So yeah. how do you kill your bad ideas quickly? How do you kill your bad ideas quickly? I love that. Kill your babies. If, if, <laughs> if, if you, if, 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 I mean, yeah, you. we think this is an awesome idea. And then to find out, in fact, it's not. The market won't allow it. Are there exceptions to that? Are there places where you say, no, my intuition is right, the data is wrong, and then push forward and find you are hitting the successful?
1: There are moments, and that's why I like, um, I like having a time box of, okay, we have 12 weeks, or we have you know, in the amount of time that we are going to put forth in doing different kinds of experiments to learn. Mm-hmm. Because let's say uh, you did push advertising to who you thought your customer segment was, and nobody came to your landing page, and nobody cared that would be easy to give up okay right. so i had a team like that recently and then yeah, we let said, me let me insert." i think sure.
0: airbnb airbnb launched three times <laughs> was it airbnb i think uh, it, was airbnb. Are... Okay. Sure it was airbnb i'm
1: pretty they, sure it's airbnb they said they launched three times so uh so this team completely downtrodden um i said wait let's not give up yet what where would people go to seek a solution to this problem hmm. they are like oh well they go to google they type in what what they're looking for like i'm trying to do this and it's like, well, what's the keyword trend analysis on that? And we do, key- and we said there are hundreds of thousands of people doing the search. Let's do the same thing, but pop it up when they're searching, so search only. And our conversion rate was like forty percent. So we went from almost zero percent. Wait, wait, sorry, you 40. lost me
0: there. So you changed what in the search?
1: So uh, the way you do advertising, right? You could push and just do display advertising. Yeah, so you know sure. that, like yes. if you're surfing your uh, Facebook feed or Twitter feed or just stuff popping up, right? Google does that too, where if you go to a partner related site, you just get display ads popped up, there ads. But if you search for something in Google and you get the results, sometimes you get ads there too. Mm-hmm. So you can target your advertising to Choose only appear when people are searching for the problem. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes.
1: Very targeted. Difference between almost 0% and 40% in that. We caught the people who were actively seeking a solution to the problem, oh, so and it was, like, was and they're like, better. oh, right there, you know? That's awesome. So, yeah. um, so, so So,
0: prior to that, the experiment wasn't as good, and you did a better yeah. experiment.
1: Yeah, So, but that's the thing. It's, you don't do just one. You have to do multiple things. It's mm. talking to customers. It's yes. running yes. ads. It's doing landing pages. It's cobbling together MVPs. It's paper prototyping. It's wireframing. It's... It's, it's trying more than one thing before you give up. Mm-hmm. So um, yes. Yes. I don't have a perfect number of how many experiments you do before, right. you, yes. <laughs> before you kill it. Mm-hmm. But you can't just do one and then give up because you might be like one away. Yes. Um, at the same time, you can't persevere blindly and ignore all the data and explain it away and just hope. I mean, that's why two of the startups I was at failed because we did that. I see, um, I see. Interestingly yeah. enough, the one startup I was at that succeeded, we went from B to C to B to B because we realized these aren't our customers; these are our customers.
0: Pivoted to the right uh, customer segment. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why this stuff resonates so much with me because I lived it early startup life. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Agile. I, we had to pivot our startup to from B to C to B to B, and just really maybe influenced my thinking.
0: Yeah. And um, so the the value of making safety a prerequisite, you said, fits pretty nicely with your work in terms of. Getting it it sounds like you're hitting that from the culture side which is hey executives approach your team with questions rather than with thou shalt do this mm-hmm. that kind of thing is that is that, that that there yeah
1: leading with questions versus giving the benefit of their opinion yeah and then having the team take that as a command and right execute on it
0: and what about make people awesome in terms of like your customers trying to speak to that a little bit does that does that resonate or is it a little bit operative as a, as a fit for what you do or
1: I think if there's two sides of it. There's the make people awesome in that I'm um, trying to help um, people become, uh, really trying to build out an entrepreneurship capability inside companies. Right. Which, up until now, um, yeah. if you're really creative and with the scarcity of resources and you pull something off, sometimes you're reprimanded for that or sometimes it's frowned upon. And So I believe corporations have entrepreneurs in there. They're just not necessarily celebrated. Right. Uh, and they, the might tra- not, like, they might not wear, like, you know, dress like we do out here. So, so yeah not, not like <laughs> so anyway, my point being um, they're there give them a chance so you can make them awesome by putting them in situations where their superpowers are kind of elevated to hey we're trying to create something new right H- here's your opportunity to run with this and, and have a team and do it
0: and you're giving them superpowers by teaching them all these fast fallout techniques all of these ways to look at data to focus quickly on on, on discovering whether or not there's a real product to build and so forth.
1: Right, you have to be careful in that um, you don't limit your vision based on only the experiments you know how to run. So mm-hmm. if you only know how to do landing pages, right, and you try to um, experiment everything with just a landing page, yeah, there's limited returns on that. You right. need to be able to do other things. Sure. So I come in and say, here are some other options you have based gotcha. on your context. Gotcha. And then the customer's point of view, I mean, I really want, you know, I want to increase speed to customer delight. So I want yes. to help yes. customers, like, Real problems, mm-hmm. actually solve them instead mm-hmm. of just putting something beautiful in front of them that doesn't right doesn't work right. So we're trying to make them them awesome this way. So yeah. I feel like they are two mm. two sides. So speed to delight. Yes, this is a nice term.
0: Mm-hmm. That is the intent of make people awesome. Is you're trying to focus. What is that delight? What is that superpower that I can give to my customer? And and whether that's your customer internally as an entrepreneur or it's whatever they're going to make that, pro- that they provide to their customers. What, the, what is that What's that thing that is going to delight them and, and give them an ability to do something they couldn't do before you know' that's, that's important to kind of know what that is Although we never quite know what that is right It's a discovery process yeah
1: yeah I mean if we don't know what the problem is it's really tough to solve it right I, I, so I learn agile by okay we, we think we know the problem and then we don't know the solution So agile there I think makes so much sense because you iterate through the solution Yes but if you don't know the problem, like, yeah. What do you do? I mean, and that's yeah. why some of these principles I think apply there with continuous discovery and um, mm-hmm. customer de- customer development, customer discovery, lean startup, design yeah. thinking. All this kind of mashed up into yeah. Do yeah. we know enough about the problem? Yeah.
0: Now, opportunity canvases—is that something you do?
1: Um, I do you like know? that. That's what? Jeff Patton stuff. Oh, it's Jeff Patton. Um, okay. I do. I do a lot of assumption mapping. Uh, assumption, where mapping. assumption It's layered mapping. in on top of canvases.
0: So, what is? Tell me, what, what's an assumption map?
1: Yeah, uh, it's just something I've been working on over the years and kind of standing on the shoulders of giants. Um, you know, when I first started off, um, so working with like Jeff Gothelf and Giff Constable back at Neo, I realized, hey, we have some ways of uh, having conversations about assumptions that maybe we didn't have before.
0: Assumptions about your product?
1: Yeah, or you know, or a feature even. Mm-hmm. Um, I focus more on product and business just because I'm on new, new product development, new business development. So, um, and then I noticed like we don't have a great way of, seeing where to focus though. So there's two by twos, but at the same time, um, you know, uh, the two by twos work to an extent, but then they had a list of questions, but then the questions, they weren't, uh, people would just stack rank them. And so I was just really, and I was learning about design thinking. So I kind of mashed this all up together into, hey, can we talk about, is this desirable, viable, or feasible? So that's how I frame my assumptions.
0: Desirable, viable, or feasible. Do people want
1: this? Is it solving a real problem, Mm -hmm. viability? Uh, is it a viable thing to work on? Is it Should we be working on it? Mm-hmm. And then feasibility, can we actually execute on it from an uh, engineering and regulatory perspective?
0: So you map these assumptions out.
1: Yeah. So the teams, I'm just asking them questions like, who is your customer? And what is our revenue model? And why do we have the right team to build this? And then mapping them out. And the team comes to this epiphany where they say, oh, wow. We don't know anything about our customer. But that's really important <laughs> for us to succeed. So, or so we have bulb. no idea what our business model is, right? So I don't mm-hmm. tell them. i more like yeah, let's trick the, them, I guess. Let's into,
0: let the light bulbs go off into what do we really need to learn?
1: Yeah, and so I was like, let's experiment there. Like, let's not focus on these uh, okay. known and unimportant things to experiment on right away. Let's focus on the unknown, really important stuff. So assumption mapping helps lead you into better experimentation? Would that be correct? Yeah, I use it as a focusing mechanism for uh, experimentation. I see. And to get people to talk. That's very nice. If I think this is completely known and, and you think it's completely unknown, we should probably have a conversation about why our point of views are very different. Awesome. I love so, that. Yes. So I get product design engineering together to do that. It's I love it. Very, very cool. Yeah, it's kind of went viral. It's like used all over the world now. It's oh, pretty that's amazing.
0: really cool. Is yeah. there a specific uh, template that, is there like a, a, like I know the business model canvas has got the various
1: boxes it? it's not like that or? or uh, it's, it's, uh, I have a template of how to facilitate it. Oh, how to gotcha. do it um, okay. on my site on prequel. Oh, com. And cool. videos, I just want people to run with it. Well, so.
0: we'll put a link into that in the, in the video mm-hmm. notes and awesome. Anything else
1: to tell us about? Oh, geez. Um. I just I just feel like it's a really exciting time to work in, in tech, yeah. and um, it's just been so much fun for me to work with companies that aren't really software companies.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. I mean, bringing an entrepreneurial capacity into these companies that that should be entrepreneurial, but maybe have lost lost that in terms of being so decades old or whatever is very exciting. You're making entrepreneurs into actual functioning. Entrepreneurs inside the
1: company, right? Yeah, and so I'm looking forward to our next challenges. Of i us saying we're growing these and they're successful. How do we nurture that? And that's the next challenge, right? That's why these labs get shut down because the the they can't be realized by the corporation. So yes, how do I build that bridge? And, and how do we um, make sure these things don't just die? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's my focus as well because I want people to do meaningful work, but I also want it to be recognized. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, a, a company ledger that says, Hey, we just saved $20 million by not building this piece of software that, that, or this product that you demonstrated the data that wasn't being, was never going to be adopted. That's, that's very important value, you know, delivery. So yeah. Um, very cool. Well, thank you for uh, coming to the show and uh, awesome. yeah. Thanks again for watching. Um, we'll provide some uh, links to some of David's stuff and uh See you for the next show. Please share this with others and uh, point them to uh, the Modern Agile show. Thanks for watching.